1: gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Redline Communications Group Inc. 3rd quarter 2020 results conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today. Chief Executive Officer, Stephen Soroki Thank you. Please go
0: ahead, sir. Thank you, Chris, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for our conference call this morning. I wish to remind everyone that some statements made on today's call are forward-looking in nature and therefore subject to certain risks and uncertainties, which are all outlined in detail in Redline's regulatory filings, which may be found on CDAR.com. This has been a good quarter for Redline. Even as COVID continues to impact us and our customers, we deliver quarter over quarter improvements in cash, revenues, bookings, backlog, EBITDA, and net profit. Bookings for Q3 were the highest that they have been in seven quarters. Equally important is where the bookings have come from. Almost three quarters of our Q3 bookings came from customers in our core markets, which are oil and gas, utilities, and mining last year at this time this percentage was just over half we received orders from both existing and new customers and as you may have seen from our recent press release we reported a significant two million dollar deal with an oil and gas partner in qatar to expand oil field coverage for an existing client in the region we are always pleased to get large expansion orders and we see them as an ongoing testament to the quality of our products and our relationships. The Middle East market continues to be a good one for us. Right now the movement of goods and people in the region is ongoing even though business travel from North America is prohibited. The borders for the shipment of goods and to provide services in many regions open and close often, but we are we have gotten very good at taking advantage of the openings to ship borders. The U.S. market remains quiet. With COVID impacting travel, industrial customers are largely locked down, which means they don't have people in their field facilities. This makes it difficult to move orders through the pipeline as they can't be installed or to conduct normal site surveys as part of our sales process and installations. A bright spot in the U.S. market is the LTE. The new CBRS spectrum, which I've spoken about previously, and its availability is generating interest in our LTE products. We can see the interest is building and we have started to receive a number of orders as a result. There's no doubt in my mind that LTE and its evolution to industrial 5G is an important part of our future success. It has taken a while, but the product we have developed is of high quality, purpose built for the demanding industrial market. And our conversations with customers in the Gulf region have confirmed that they plan to use it to bring IoT and mobility support to their existing redline networks. On the new customer front for LTE, we have seen a shift in the market with more demands from customers for proof before purchase. We have participated in many more evaluations and competitive bake-offs than we have in the past, and we are proving our product can win. We are confident that we have a winning product that meets industrial customer demands. One example of this is with a new customer in Japan. After certification, we first did a pilot, then a competitive trial, and now we have received an initial order with promises of more to follow. I mentioned that U.S. oil and gas momentum is being impacted by travel restrictions due to COVID, and I should also mention that mining, one of the other target markets for LTE in the U.S., has also been affected, perhaps even more so than the oil and gas vertical. Many mining companies have very rigid policies around travel and site access, with many permitting permitting no travel at all to their field locations, not even to their own people. We see some of that demand for LTE as a result being delayed until business as usual can resume. Despite these challenges, our bookings in the quarter were very strong. This has resulted in an increase in the backlog of orders placed, but not yet delivered, Which, on the positive side is an indicator of future revenue, but which also push pressure on us to ship. While COVID continues to make it difficult to project shipping dates, we do hope to have the $2 million Qatar order largely completed and revenue recognized before the end of Q1 2021. On the revenue front, we're also pleased with with the growth we are seeing in the percentage of our revenue that is recurring via our support and maintenance contracts. This time last year, it was 7% of revenue, and we are now at 13%. This increase is the result of a deliberate sales effort focused on growing this revenue stream. On the product development front, we achieved a big milestone in the quarter as a new version of our cornerstone RDL 3000 product, the RDL 3200 entered an internal beta test. We installed the beta, we installed the beta radio in our own network and we're pleased to report that it is exceeding our expectations on every front. We'll be moving it to a customer beta site evaluation in the next few weeks, putting us slightly ahead of our planned schedule. This new version of our platform, a next-generation virtual fiber platform, incorporates all of our internal and external learning and customer feedback, and it is truly better and faster. This continues our exciting product development accomplishments and builds upon the major enhancement to our private industrial LTE portfolio in the RDL 6000 ellipse, which I described last quarter. This ultra-reliable and cost-effective private LTE solution, including for CBRS, enables full mobility applications for mining, utilities, oil and gas and other industries with mission critical applications in extreme environments. On the COVID front, the entire company continues to work from home. Historically, a third of the company has always worked from home offices, and we are well well accustomed to this mode of operations. It's probably safe to say that we will all miss the social interactions that come with face-to-face meetings. The safety of our people is of primary consideration. Uh, Just this morning, we, we sadly learned that one of our people based in Pakistan Uh, has actually succumbed to COVID. And so the company is is dealing with that today. Very sad news to a very young and otherwise healthy gentleman. As with all companies, COVID is reshaping our go-to-market strategies. And here too, we have adapted well, moving our attendance at in-person events to virtual events, running webinars with our partners, and getting strong and high quality participants. We've also moved our previously in-person customer technical training to an online format successfully. Overall, I would venture to say we're more productive than we've ever been. I want to acknowledge the support we are getting from the Canadian government. As far back as 2009, the government of Ontario supported our product development investment with a long-term loan. More recently, our participation in the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy Program has allowed us to recognize $1 million of benefit. We're grateful that the government values businesses like ours and are prepared to support us financially. We continue to work with them to translate their support into customer growth, company growth, enhanced RD, and the support of new jobs in Canada. With the recent inf- increases in COVID infection rates we are all seeing globally, our assumption is that COVID will continue to affect us for at least the rest of 2020 and quite possibly through Q2 2021. We also expect the degree to which we are impacted by COVID will continue to change and we are ready to take further actions as situations warrant. I want to take this opportunity to thank our staff, our partners and most importantly, our customers for their extraordinary efforts and support during the continuing challenges of this pandemic environment. I will now hand over to Phil Jones, our CFO, for his comments on our financial results.
2: Phil? Thanks, Stephen, and welcome, everyone. The earnings press release for Redline Communications was issued yesterday and accompanied our findings on CDAR of the Interim Financial Statements and Management Discussion and Analysis. My comments will focus on key highlights of our financial results, followed by a Q&A at the end of the session. Looking at the results for the three and nine months ended September 30, 2020, and comparing the current quarter to both the prior quarter and the same quarter in 2019, as well as the same nine-month period in 2019, we experienced the following. The overall cash position increased by 0.05 million during Q3, from 5.08 million at the end of Q2 to 5.13 million at the end of the quarter. Improved quarter-over-quarter revenues, combined with ongoing efforts to improve working capital, credit collections, and control over expenses are the reason for the improvement in cash during the quarter. Overall revenues for the quarter was 5.2 million, the highest level achieved since Q3 2019. Revenue was up 1.1 million or 27% from Q2 2020, and down 1.9 million or 26% over the same period in 2019. The positive quarter over quarter growth is a result of being able to complete much of the product shipments previously on hold due to the impacts of COVID-19. The pandemic does, however, continue to impact the timing of customer purchase decisions and the ability to access customer sites for sales efforts, installation, and completion of professional services. Revenues for the nine months ended September 30, 2020 were 13.8 million, down 4.8 million or 26% from the same period in the prior year. The core verticals of oil and gas, mining and utilities represented 84% of revenues in the quarter, up from 50% in Q2 2020 and compared to 66% in the same period last year. The quarter-over-quarter change in vertical mix is a result of an increase in sales, both in dollars and percentage of sales to the oil and gas vertical driven by sales both to existing customers and new customers and partners. On a geographic basis, revenues increased quarter over quarter in both South America and the Middle East. South American revenue increases were the result of completing shipments previously on hold due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Middle East revenues were up quarter over quarter driven by sales to new customers in the region revenues were down in all regions when compared to the same quarter in 2019 revenues by product type were higher quarter over quarter in all reported segments namely hardware and software products professional services and third-party equipment and maintenance and support both professional services and third-party equipment as well as maintenance and support revenues were also up over the same quarter last year. Maintenance and support revenues have increased quarter over quarter for the last seven quarters as a result of ongoing initiatives to more actively seek out and promote these recurring and higher margin revenue streams to accompany and complement Redline's other revenue segments. Q3 2020 order bookings were 6.6 million, up from 4.6 million in Q2 2020, and up from 5.8 million in the same period in 2019. The 6.6 million booking achievement was the highest since Q4 2018. Bookings represent accepted contracts or purchase orders received by the company in the quarter. Total backlog was 11.1 million at the end of the quarter up 8% over last quarter. Our backlog represents the value of all open product and service contracts and purchase orders not shipped or earned at the end of the period. Longer term support and warranty contracts represent 3.7 million of the backlog total, up 0.5 million from the end of both Q2 and Q1 2020. Gross margin was 52% in Q3, compared to 58% in Q2 2020 and 54% in Q3 2019. The change is the result of differences in the product mix from quarter to quarter combined with a one-time, non-recurring, lower-margin contract to an existing customer in 2020 Q3. Overall operating costs for the quarter were 3.5 million, a decrease of 0.3 million or 8% from the Q2 2020 expenditures of 3.8 million and 0.6 million below the 4.1 million in the same quarter in the prior year. The company continues to monitor and control expenses closely in the wake of COVID-19, including limitations on travel-related expenses and optimizing staffing levels across the company. In March, 2020, the Canadian federal government announced the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy or CEWS program as a response to the COVID-19 pandemic. In the quarter, the company received a $0.3 million benefit under this program, down from the $0.7 million received in Q2 2020 due to changes in the government program. Please note that the $0.3 million benefit has been excluded from our adjusted EBITDA calculations. The company reported an adjusted EBITDA loss of 0.4 million, excluding the 0.3 million benefit received under the CEWS program. As compared to an adjusted EBITDA loss of 1.1 million in the prior quarter and 0.03 million in the same quarter last year. After taking into consideration the non-operating income and expense items, net loss for the quarter was 0.3 million an improvement of 0.5 million over the prior quarter and down 0.1 million from the same quarter in the prior year. Adjusted EBITDA for the nine months ended September 30, 2020 was a loss of 2.5 million compared to a loss of 1.4 million for the same period in 2019. Net loss for the nine months ended September 30, 2020 was 2.3 million an improvement of 0.1 million compared to the loss of 2.4 million in the same period in the prior year. On a per share basis, 2020 Q3 resulted in a loss of two cents per share compared to a loss of one cent per share in Q3 2019. Focusing on the company's balance sheet, the following are noted. As discussed at the opening of my remarks, overall cash position increased By 0.05 million during Q3, from 5.08 million at the end of Q2 to 5.13 million at the end of the quarter. Inventory balances have declined by 0.7 million from 7.2 million at the end of 2020 Q2 to 6.5 million at the end of Q3, a decrease coming mainly from the shipment of orders that have previously been on hold due to the COVID 19 pandemic. The company continues to focus on reducing the inventory balance each quarter as it transitions to a bill-to-order delivery model. With that, I will turn the call back over to Chris for our Q&A.
1: Thank you. At this time, I would like to remind everyone, in order to ask a question,
2: press star,
1: then the number one on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Again, if you would like to ask a question, press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. We have no questions at this time. I will now return the call to Mr. Cervochi.
0: Thanks, Chris. And thank you again, everyone, for attending today. We appreciate your interest and wish you um, a good day and to stay safe. Thank you very much.